Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. I am your host, Julie Thomas, and today's episode is about discovering harmony in a suitcase. St. Augustine said, The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page. Travel is like a good book that I cannot put down. The desire to keep turning pages and maybe skip ahead just a titch is tempting. With each trip we take, I turn another page, and my life becomes richer for it. I am wandering from the entrepreneurship topic for this episode as we are on a two-week stint of travel with my parents and Mia through Puget Sound to Canada, specifically Chatterbox Falls in Princess Louisa Inlet. Boating as a travel method is a very different beast and hard on my need for structured brain, There is only so much planning you can do as you rely on suitable weather conditions, depending on the size of your boat, and you move according to changing tides and winds. Through our travels, I have learned to roll with the best of them when flukes arise. However, I still like knowing what to plan in order to avoid any unnecessary stress if possible. Planning and packing are two of the ways that I calm and prepare myself to handle anything a trip may throw at us. So how did I prepare mentally for this trip? First, I tried to understand what I needed to accomplish in order to shift from wearing my business person mask to my traveler, daughter, mom, wife mask. As I mentioned in a previous episode, I had a tough time with this on that trip with my mom and kiddo a few weeks ago. It was a real challenge for me to try to be present because I couldn't turn my entrepreneur brain off. So here I am presented with another opportunity to practice, but in a different location. Before departure, I completed items that I knew I wouldn't be able to get out of my head. I kept my list manageable, and as I ticked things off the list, I felt more prepared to leave on the trip. I journaled about my feelings regarding leaving my business self behind. I had a final card to draw from my deck the day before we left, and funny enough, it was the Spirit Bear card. The Spirit Bear card encourages you to immerse yourself in nature and embrace the clarity that can come from being disconnected. Perfect timing, (laughs) aka head slap, as I was now required to set that as my intention for the week. Another way I prepared myself mentally to leave was to have our house in order. There is nothing worse than coming home from a lovely breakaway only to find a mess awaiting me at home. So we tidy up the messes that accumulate due to a toddler, a dog, and two adults sharing space. We clean the kitchen, we start a load of dishes, we take out any final rounds of trash, we change the sheets, we make the beds. All so we can come home to, quote unquote, order. I have learned over the years that I need that order after a trip because I exhaust from living out of a bag and never having things organized for more than a day. What do I do to prepare physically for a trip? Well, 
With as much travel as we do, one would assume that I pack a week in advance. That guess couldn't be more misplaced. That sentiment may have been true early in our travel days, but I'm now packing for two as a mom. Packing the night before is 10 times more likely, and sometimes even in the morning, if it's an evening flight, quick sidestep to call out what everyone may be thinking as I mentioned that I'm required to pack for two people. Yes, Ben could pack Mia's bags. Absolutely. But as I said, planning and packing call me for what is to come. I know I have all my ducks in a row. If I don't, it isn't on anyone other than me. Taking on the responsibility of packing also saves me from what I like to call the passive-aggressive mom syndrome of blaming the hubs for forgetting something that should have been packed for the trip. So packing is good for me, packing is good for the kiddo, and packing is definitely good for our marriage. One of the ways I have made packing easier is to leave the kiddo's travel stuff packed. When we travel, I organize the kiddo's things in cubes. And I claim a drawer in the closet in her room to keep all of these cubes slash travel items for when a trip is complete. For example, I always travel with the Hatch Mini sound machine, a Wise Cam, and a lightweight blanket with ties that I can use as a visual barrier, depending on what our sleep arrangements might be. These items are always in the cube, and it is a grab-and-go thing for me. I don't need to plan for it mentally. Another item that is quick to pack is her travel bed. When she was smaller, we used the Guava Family Lotus, by far my favorite pack-and-play for travel. It's lightweight, it fits in most checked bags with other items, and it lasts mm, maybe two and a half years approximately, depending on the size of your kid. It is by far the largest capacity pack-and-play out there once it's set up. Her new travel bed is the Hiccupop inflatable toddler bed. It is also compact, easy to pack in a checked bag, and easy to set up. After using the sheet and the mattress protector on the Hiccupop from a trip, it is the first thing to get washed and dried, and then it gets placed right back into the bed bag. The final two grab-and-go items are a stroller and a med supply bag. The stroller that we like to use is stored in her closet, and it's a Yo-Yo Zen little bit pricey, but it's an awesome stroller for travel because it's lightweight and it fits in any overhead bin on a plane. We'll end up probably getting about four years out of it would be my guess. Um, time will tell on that depending on how tall she gets. But as I said, it is an awesome stroller for travel. It comes with a bag with a backpack strap, which can be handy when transporting it while not in use. Um, in terms of meds and supplies, those items are also placed in a cube, and other than checking expiration dates, this bag is always packed. It has shampoo, lotion, and any med that I might need. So Tylenol, ibuprofen, cough medicines, allergy medicines, rash creams, more. Kiddo does not go anywhere without this bag when we travel because I had a nightmarish situation with a pharmacy in Italy, giving me what I thought was an antihistamine for an allergic reaction. Sparing you the details, if it hadn't made me so incredibly sick, I probably would have died. Lesson learned, always capitalize on the ability to pick meds 
in your native language. After the kiddo packing is complete, I get myself packed in the late or wee morning hours, again, depending on the timing of the flight. Packing this close to a trip sometimes means that I forget to pack the right shoes or maybe even underwear, insert another head slap there. But for the most part, adult items are relatively easy to come by in places around the world, except for meds, like I mentioned. So for this boat trip, packing light but intentionally was vital. A boat has very little storage, and you can't store bags in your sleeping berth. I packed clothing to last us for about half of the trip, and I kind of kept my fingers crossed that we would have access to laundry at the critical point at which we ran out of clean clothes, which fortunately we did. With the packing complete, the dog dropped off at daycare, the house sorted, and Mia to pick up from daycare, we head to the airport. Quick side note again, on days that Mia can go to daycare, because we have flights later in the day, we choose to usually have her go. This allows us a little extra time at home to kind of get things sorted and organized without a lot of distractions. So just kind of a, a quick note to point out there. Navigating the airport for us is relatively simple and easy. We prefer to fly with the same airline versus shopping for deals. This is to accumulate miles and status because then we get free bags, we get priority boarding. It just makes for a very easy, smooth process through the airport. We do pay for TSA pre-check and global entry um, in order to avoid long security lines and then I look for airport playgrounds if we have extra time to burn off the kiddo's energy before boarding the flight. I am a big fan of packing her lunchbox with some food and snacks. And then I drop that in that pouch of her stroller bag. This way it doesn't take up space in our backpacks, but it takes the stress off of me if she gets hungry, especially if for some reason flight attendants aren't able to serve throughout a flight or if they're just not serving food because it tends to be a short flight in general. To date, flights have been relatively uneventful for us. Considering that we are now traveling with a toddler, it is honestly a miracle that I can sit here and say that all of our flights have really been great. It isn't that she doesn't have tantrums on occasion. It isn't that she doesn't get tired. It isn't that she doesn't miss naps. But in general, she just tends to be a kid that is up for these adventures as long as she's with mom and dad. So she is game. All went well with our flight to Seattle, just like all of her other flights. And looking down over the Puget Sound when approaching the Seattle airport always brings to mind the quote from the Wizard of Oz. There is no place like home. Although I don't see myself living back in Washington as an adult, memories and emotions will forever anchor me to this coast. We grew up exploring Puget Sound on a 30-foot hunter sailboat. My dad was constantly stretching our imaginations through treasure hunts and pushing our boundaries with challenges to jump off the front of the boat and swim to the back. We learned to drive the dinghy and dock the sailboat. There were lazy days spent napping on the mast or watching Doll's Porpoise jump on our wake. And I even remember designing these drawings of our trips with my dad. And all of these are incredibly easy memories for me to recall, even though they were years and years ago. My parents purchased a 45-foot bayliner cruising boat four years ago. 
And I have appreciated the opportunity to raise my daughter with the same experiences that I had growing up on the water. Over 10 days, we ventured from Laconner, Washington to Princess Louisa Inlet and then back to Nanaimo, B.C., The weather was an exceptional 80 plus degrees. The water was warm enough to swim in for hours and the mountains were most certainly calling. We sighted five humpback whales, numerous seals and sea lions, a river otter, great blue herons, starfish, sand dollars, an orca whale, even though my mom and I missed out on that one because we were at the grocery store. The snow-capped peaks of the fjord were jaw-dropping as they wrapped around us as we navigated all of the little channels, and Chatterbox Falls powerfully fed the inlet, and the kiddo and I enjoyed putting our feet in and tossing rocks at its basin. Mia is a kid that can be a little tentative with people, but is game for any adventure that mom and dad throw at her. So she loved all of the paddle boarding and searching the rocks for starfish. Fortunately, on one of our paddle boarding excursions, we came across what she called a mommy starfish and a baby starfish. You can see pictures of that on my blog if you're interested. She is super comfortable in the water, so jumping off the paddleboard to chase her kickboard was entertaining. Gammies bought her a pool that we could fill with seawater and set it up when we weren't in a great swimming situation, like at a marina that was filled with boats. Um, We found ice cream wherever offered, and we napped for hours to the motor's hum as we transited. Mia loved going fast on the dinghy. Um, She was a big trooper on a super small hike that we did by staying on her own two feet, and she kept herself occupied with games of hide-and-seek and and drawing um, while we were on the boat, especially if you know I was distracted or Hubby was distracted by driving the boat. One of the most significant aspects of this trip, though, for me was watching her connect with my parents. And there really is nothing like watching a grandparent's love pour out when they are around their grandchildren. It is really quite endearing. And one night, as Mia lounged in her pool, she leaned back and crossed her legs all dramatic-like. And she summed up the trip by saying this is a nice holiday. And I really could not agree more with Mia's sentiments. This trip was an incredibly lovely holiday. I love that she can appreciate what a holiday does to our lives, even at two years old. Switching and committing to my mask of traveler, mom, daughter, and wife brought harmony to my life. Harmony through breathing in the fresh air, harmony through connecting with nature and watching animals in their natural habitats, harmony through memory making with my daughter's laugh and watching her eyes fill with wonder as she took in new sights, harmony through spending time with my parents who continue to see new places and provide others with memories through time on a boat. St. Augustine said, the world is a book. And those who do not travel read only one page. And I just finished another page. 
If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wander Mode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.